Thank you for joining me for this podcast on slaughterhouses and the meatpacking industry. I'm going to be unpacking this large sector of U.S. agriculture, focusing on who is working in the meat industry and what this means for communities and ultimately the environment. To start, I wanted to draw attention to this article I read the other day, an NPR article, and it was titled, Tyson managers suspended after allegedly betting if workers would contract COVID-19. Tyson Foods is well known as one of the largest meat producers in the United States, but they're also unfortunately known for a variety of environmental justice issues. But what's so troubling about this article is that managers, people in charge at Tyson Foods, are using the environmental hazards present in slaughterhouses to place bets on people's lives. Slaughterhouses in general are a huge part of the U.S. economy. They're the largest segment of U.S. agriculture, actually. According to a map from InvestigateMidwest.com, slaughterhouses are primarily located in rural communities, and they're spread all over the Midwest and southeastern United States. After doing some research on slaughterhouses, I learned that a majority of the people who work in and live near slaughterhouses are non-white. I wanted to test this theory for myself, using a state that's known for producing meat, Iowa. I zoomed in on a map of the larger slaughterhouses in Iowa and then also pulled up a demographic map of Iowa from statisticalatlas.com showing areas that are more and less white around the state. I could see a definite correlation between areas where there is large slaughterhouse and areas that are less white. The least white county in Iowa is called Buena Vista County, and compared to the rest of Iowa, which is 87% white, this county is just 63% white, which honestly is still pretty white. But this diversity, in whatever sense of the word, is mostly due to one sub-county and one town in Buena Vista County called Storm Lake. Storm Lake is just about 40% white, but it's also about 40% Hispanic and about 15% Asian, which is significantly more diverse than the rest of Iowa. Storm Lake is also home to a large slaughterhouse owned by Tyson Foods. Most of the slaughterhouse workers are Hispanic. This case describes a larger pattern of who lives and works near slaughterhouses around the U.S. Generally, slaughterhouses are dangerous places to work. According to CEPR, meatpacking workers have an injury and illness rate while on the job roughly two times higher than other professions, and this was before the COVID-19 pandemic. While there is a lack of information surrounding COVID-19 statistics among meatpacking workers, this rate has almost certainly been multiplied by the pandemic. It turns out that the conditions in the slaughterhouse, which is kept to an extremely cool temperature to allow freshness of the meat and crams many workers into a small space for long hours, provide a perfect breeding ground for the COVID-19 virus. Slaughterhouses are also environmental hazards, producing a lot of air pollution that affects nearby communities. Also, according to the Environmental Integrity Project, three quarters of large U.S. slaughterhouses violate water pollution permits. Normally, slaughterhouses dump toxic waste into nearby waste disposal sites, but they have a limit on the amount they can dump. By violating water pollution permits, slaughterhouses are dumping much more waste than they're supposed to, and this waste spills over into rivers and streams, damaging the environment. It also spills over into drinking water reserves, which can impact the health of nearby communities. One of the largest violators of these permits is Tyson Foods. According to Gelstrom et al. on NCBI, air and water pollution can lead to all sorts of health problems, including but not limited to diarrheal diseases, 
respiratory disease, certain cancers, neurological disorders, and cardiovascular disease. So, who is affected? Most of the people that work in and live near slaughterhouses are non-white. They also tend to be low income, and a large percentage of people are immigrants as well. So these communities are disproportionately affected by the health risks posed by slaughterhouses, which are high rates of injury and illness and risks of air and water pollution. They also include mental health risks. There have been studies on negative mental health outcomes associated with working at slaughterhouses, but this area is definitely under-researched. Black, indigenous, people of color, and low-income people are more likely to take lower-paying, more hazardous jobs, such as jobs at meatpacking plants, which puts them at greater risk for health concerns. They are overrepresented in meatpacking jobs, but they are also less likely to have health insurance, leading to worse health outcomes if they do get sick or suffer an injury. This can all be tied back to decades of colonialism and structural racism. Even though so many U.S. Americans eat meat, we're not the problem in funding the industry. This can be tied back to massive governmental subsidies for the meat and dairy industries, which go to meat corporations like Tyson Foods to mass-produce cheap meat. Slaughterhouse meat and locally raised organic meat may look the same, but slaughterhouse meat is always going to be cheaper because it's subsidized. When we see two pieces of meat in the supermarket that look the same, many of us are going to choose the cheaper one. Or in some communities, including food deserts, locally raised meat may not even be available. Black indigenous people of color are more likely to be low income and to live in these food deserts, so they're forced to perpetrate these systems that are simultaneously working against them to ensure worse health outcomes. A call to action would be to advocate to stop large government subsidies for mass-produced meat and to make healthy, plant-based foods more accessible to communities that do not traditionally have access to them. Be sure to know where your food comes from and buy locally raised meat if you're able to. Mostly, our systems need to change. Large steps need to be taken to combat the underlying systemic racism that is embedded in our society. Black Indigenous people of color voices should be increased in leadership and decision-making positions and should shape the conversation around policies that primarily affect communities of color. Slaughterhouses as they exist right now disadvantage low-income people, people of color, and their communities. Stopping government subsidies for meatpacking plants like Tyson Foods would be an important first step.